0: Burn the bridges, build your wall, and defend your gates, because that is where the law and upholding the law happens. It's in the city gates. Hey, it's Lucas, and you're listening to Weaver and Loom. For the past few episodes, we have been talking about the city gates, We have been talking about the gates of our lives, the things that we let in and that we allow, and the things that we say, "Mm mm-mm, that's not okay with me. That's not okay in this community. That's not okay in this culture. We reject that. Simply put, it's about boundaries. It's about saying yes to things and no to things. And sometimes it's not so black and white. Oftentimes, we're saying yes to thoughts and no to thoughts. Yes to small behaviors and no to small behaviors. Yes to small attitudes and no to small attitudes. But we have to decide and intentionally establish those cultures within us as individuals, which then fractiles out to our family, which then fractiles out to the marketplace or our business, which then fractiles out to a country and then even further to the globe. But it is something that is intentionally decided, informed by us as individuals. Only you can set the culture in your heart, in your mind, in your life. Only you can order and discipline your life. No one else. But that is what enables us to weave our future. That is what enables us to weave our destiny. That is what enables us to fulfill the craft, and the work that we so desperately want to do within our lifetime. It is the framework that we're able to weave on. So we've already talked about a few different spheres, a few different activities that happens within the city gates that we need to be sure to establish and withhold. And one of the biggest ones, and one of the hardest ones often at times, is one of setting legislation and upholding the judgment of that legislation. So in ancient times, in the city gates, the the elders and the leaders of the community would gather, and when someone had a lawsuit against another person, they would come to the city gates, they'd bring along a couple of witnesses, just like our judicial system today, and they would make a case in an argument against their neighbor or someone who wronged them, or the wrongful death of their cattle or their cow. And they would make their argument, and there would be certain precedents that have been set within the community already that says, if this happens, if your neighbor kills your cow, then they need to pay you back, and here are the stipulations. This is what would happen in the city gates. Another thing, as brutal as it is, That would happen in the city gates would be public execution and also casting people out of the city gates to say you're no longer welcome welcome here if public execution wasn't called for in their specific case. So if someone has been habitually violating the rules, at some point they say, hey, you are not welcomed in our community because you have not made our community safe or there'll be discipline, or as sometimes back in those days, even we have it today, the death penalty. So how does that relate to you, to I, to our families in a practical, intangible way? How does that relate to you running your organization in an intangible way? Well, first, we need to define what are those cultural norms that we are willing to have, and we say yes to, and we say no to. For instance, in our organization, for me as a person, we are not allowed to complain. If we are complaining or if we are arguing about something that we're told to do, something that we know we should do, something that we have or don't have, if we're grumbling, just have a stinky attitude, that is worthy. Of some sort of discipline because you're saying, hey, you're destroying the culture of this company in our company, I'm sorry, we don't allow complaining. That's just a cultural no-no. Oh so that and there's consequences for that. Ultimately, the consequence would be like, hey, I don't think you're a good fit for this brand. We're a complaining free zone. Now there's a difference between complaining, And having an honest conversation and being able to bring your lawsuit or bring your complaint, if you will, to the table so that you can be heard. So it's not saying that you can't ever complain, but it is saying that grumbling is not something that's accepted in our community that we have set within our cultural constitution, you have to decide what are those things for you but it's in this area this sphere of which would be government in a community it is what brings such a sense of safety because if i know that when someone hits me or wrongs me that i will be protected and there there are consequences for their actions then i will feel safe and likewise other people will feel safe, and we can have mutual agreement knowing that if something were to happen, I will be taken care of by the community, and this is huge. Now, this topic could really uh, be a probably a full hour's worth to unpack all the different nuances that a governmental judicial role should play in a community or in a family, or in an organization, or even for you as an individual, how are you ordering that within your life? But what's important to know, what are the ideals that we have set? Now, this is gonna come from some of the earlier exercises. What are the guiding principles? And then under that, what are some of the the low-level waterline, or permission to play? Well, of course you have to be honest, and of course you can't lie like that should be a no brainer like yeah you can't lie if you lie there are consequences so it's things like that that you would put in this area that you would write down as you begin to think about what is the the culture that i want to constitute in my life do i want someone treating me in a way that's manipulative and using emotions to twist my arm to get me to do what i want to do or gaslighting me, where they're kind one moment and then aggressive the next moment, kind one moment, aggressive the next moment, that's gaslighting. We have to decide how we want people to treat us and how we are willing to treat others. Manipulation, I think, is a great one to stop and recognize that actually that is not okay and I will not let people manipulate or control me. Now, that doesn't mean I'll be aggressive back but it does mean, okay, what's the consequences for that? Hey, sorry, John, I, I don't respond to intimidation that way, but if you'd like to talk to me in this manner, we can continue with our conversation. It's us setting the boundaries and saying, this is the wall, the gate's over here. If you want to come in the gate, you're more than welcome, and this is the cultural norms That you must withhold when you come through my city gate or my organizational city gate. Sorry, you can't curse at my secretary. That's just not okay. That doesn't fly. But we have to decide that and we have to uphold that. So take some time. First, meditate and reflect on what are the ideals that you want to have in your organization, in your family. And for you as an individual, what are you willing to accept and what are you not willing to accept? So as you sit and wait and things come to your mind, begin to write those down. And in the in the PDF download that you can find online, there are some examples of some great constitutional guidelines or bylines of cultural norms that should be accepted and probably shouldn't be accepted. After you've done this, reflect on "Mm, where have I violated my own cultural norms and where have I allowed other people to violate this very list of norms that I say, you know what, I don't want to be treated like this and I don't want to treat other people like this. The other point in this is where are you doing really well? What are some of the strong cultural components or laws or rules that your company excels in, that your family excels in? What can you say like, man, we crush this one. This is awesome. And the third step would be, again, create an action plan. How are you going to uphold these new rules, these new guidelines and boundaries and legal precedent, if you will. And it might be, well, when Fatima calls me, I'm not going to let her gossip about her friend and her mom's and her mom's friend and her aunt's friend's dog's aunt's brother. I'm not going to allow gossip and being a busybody That's no longer acceptable. So when she calls, I'm going to say, sorry, Fatima, I really don't want to talk about her right now, but I'd love to hear about what's going on in your life. Okay, well, if you don't want to have that conversation, then I just can't have that conversation with you right now. I really don't want to gossip about other people. I don't want to talk badly about other people behind their back. That's just one simple, really simple example. So write down areas that you can improve in some of your boundaries, in some of the areas that you have already done well, and you want to continue to strengthen and grow. Thank you for listening to this episode of Weaver and Loom. As I've mentioned a few times in the show note, there's a link to go and download a PDF workbook that can help you create your own cultural constitution, and it is my free gift for you. I hope you use it. I hope you and your friends and your company, your organization uses it to better articulate and strengthen the foundations of your brand or your family or you as an individual. So many people are lost out there in the world. They don't know who they are, where they're going. They feel blown by the wind. And this is a great start to help solidify and understand a framework of who you are, where you're going, where you've been, what's The cultural norms you're okay with, which then enables you to begin to weave your destiny and to tell that cultural story that can be passed on from generation to generation. And as always, I would really love to hear your questions. I'd love to hear from you. Please drop me a message. Ask me a question. Until next time, I'm Lucas Grobot, and you're listening to Weaver and Loom, where destiny is woven.